Yeah, because there is no timeline, really. Our youngest client's 18. Wow. And our oldest client's 74. And I always say financial health, just like physical health, can happen at any age. It's just a matter of life choices. Welcome back to Off the Gram, the show where we bring you straight into the trenches with us to help you live your best life, channel your inner girl boss, and navigate the ever-changing landscape of wellness and social media. Hey, guys. Hi. Yay. So glad to be back together. (laughs) And everyone's looking very colorful today. Yes. Channeling our... We're channeling rainbow vibration. Rainbow bright. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. So we have a really great episode today and a great topic that is like ripe with Oh, just, you know, anxiety, controversy, all of those things. Mm -hmm. So we have Shannon McClay, who is the CEO of the Financial Gym here. And we will get more into all of your awesomeness later. Um, But we always start off the show with, uh, you know, a couple different little segments we do. First and foremost, we like to just kind of take a look back and see if there's anything in our week that's been like, you know, nagging at us. And I had one. (laughs) Um, But it's not like nagging at me. It's more like it just comes up for people so much. And it's like, I really feel like it's like the one stumbling block for most people to like hashtag adulting. That is being on time. Does this stem from me being 45 minutes late? (laughs) (laughs) I think we were all like 15 minutes late, Mm -hmm. which unfortunately in Manhattan is like not not our fabulous guest. But like, you know, I used to show up like five minutes late to places and I'd be like freaking out and like so stressed out and like all sweaty because I was like sprinting. (laughs) People were like, Heidi, five minutes late is so early in New York. Yeah. And I'd be like probably the first one there. But you see, so I grew up doing a sport. I grew up as a horseback rider. And in that sport, and I'm sure in many sports, when you were learning kind of discipline, I was always taught that to be on time is to be late, to be early is to be on time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think about that? I've heard that before, but I I can't do it. I have to say that when I was growing up, this is Heidi, my stepfather sat me down and said, he said, this is, I'm like, I don't want to swear too much. Um, he was Do like, it. showing up to a meeting late is like walking up to that person and saying, F you, mm-hmm. you're not important. And I just remember, and he obviously used the real word. And I was like, Ugh! and it's just really sat with me ever since. So like, I really, I do try to think of it in terms of respect, but I also don't take it as disrespect when someone else is late. You know, yeah. My husband jokes that, that I don't think the clock applies to me. And it's not that I don't think the clock applies to me. I do always think I could do one more thing before yeah. I get out right. the door. That's what it is. Christine, That's you're saying that. Yeah. Hi, this is Christine. I was saying, I don't think I'm ever... I just try and do so many things, all the things. And I have a checklist that just is miles long every day. So before I leave the house... I'm I'm like a rock star. I can mm-hmm. sometimes I'll take out the vacuum. I you know if I could do a wash, I would. But it's every little thing I could possibly check off a list. I, for some reason, it's all up until five seconds before I leave the door. And I don't know if it's a sense of like that urgency right before you know right before you're leaving. What can I fit in? I or if it's like it. I think it's thrive on that. Yeah. I think it's adrenaline. Totally. But I also think it's like all about maximizing our time, yes. right? Because you want to, because, you know, time is money and you want to fit as much in as you possibly can. And I think for a lot of us, we run our own businesses, yeah. you know, arms of businesses, businesses, and, you know, the buck stops with you. So it's like, you want to get as much done as is humanly possible yeah. until you're out the door. And then like, 
you know, you get shit on by the bus, right? So this morning, I had the best laid plans. My babysitter was coming to take the kids to school. Um, I'm in a fight with my husband because I can't I can't take out the dog because I got to get on to the get to the bus. Okay. And I'm like racing to the bus. I get to the bus on time. I am on schedule to be here at 9 a.m. sharp. And then there's an accident on the turnpike. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like... But I tried so hard. It's always that way. I tried so hard. Well, I think what it comes down to, in my opinion, and I say this on my Instagram all the time, because I love, Heidi, like, your your thinking that it's, like, disrespectful to other people. But, like, okay, I'm just really worried about myself. So, (laughs) (laughs) I thought being on time is part of wellness and part Mm -hmm. of my wellness regimen. My husband and I used to always be late. We are late people. Both of us grew up as late people. We also grew up as hot messes, but that's a story for another day. Like I just wasn't pulled together. And a big part of our uh, success in our relationship and in life is a commitment to be on time. We are always the first ones at every mm-hmm. event. We are usually like 15 to 20 minutes early yeah. everywhere. And when I tell you it has removed an ulcer from yeah. my stomach, like sure. I never in that panic, in that cold sweat, getting someplace. And it, it's, it's a real game changer. It's the worst yeah. feeling yeah. when you're like stressed out about being late. It's the worst feeling. I actually grew up, this is Heidi. I grew up in a family where my mother was late for everything mm-hmm. and it stressed me out as Aww. a child. Like I would be at school 45 minutes after everybody mm-hmm. else had gone because my mom That's wasn't there to pick me up. So like it was traumatizing for me. Yeah. So for me with my children, it's really easy to be like, I'm going going to be like mm-hmm. however much early so that I'm just there and waiting when they need me, you yeah. know? So that was an easy one for me. But I think when it's like, for me, I'm not as great at it. And I love Jamie that you look at it as wellness mm-hmm. because I think if I could flip that, le- like the perspective, mm-hmm. I think I'd be a lot better at getting earlier to like things that were for me. Yeah. And also to your point, this is Christine, to Jamie's point, the stress, mm-hmm. there's that panic that I have always, but then I get there and everybody else is five minutes late and I'm like, why well, am I stressed out? Really. So I think <laughs> the mindset of New York also yeah. made me a little more lax. I think I was more rigid about that and then once I was rushing and having that pit in my stomach and I'd get there and no one else was there I was like oh so we mm. could really have like a little buffer here right? mm-hmm. but it's really not I mean I guess you know it's not right <laughs> well speaking of being a stickler for time I'm gonna move us okay. on <laughs> good segue Thank you. So every week we have a section called Sweat This, where we talk about an item we're loving, we can't live without. Um, And I'm going to kick it off with, this also ties into being late. I cannot wear heels anymore. I just got used to wearing sneakers. I'm sporty. If I could be my yoga pants and sneakers all the time, I would. But when I wear dresses or if I go out, I try to still wear something comfortable and flat and a little cute. So booties have saved my life. I can wear skirts with them, dresses with them, and I try and make them a little bit more. I'm wearing them right now. I'm going to steal see. them off. So the cute. <laughs> these are really. This so is cute. also I wore these for Megan because they have a lightning bolt. And I'm Megan, like, uh, can I get out my phone and order them while we are doing? This? So the point is, That's like, even a QR if you code for like the order. <laughs> even if you have to wear boots, like you can make them fun. These are colorful. They have silver stars and lightning bolts on They're them. Like Wonder Woman boots. And yeah, you can mix and match colors. So I've, you I, you know, I'm so bad. It's a little cop out for me. I don't, you know, I have long legs, so I look a little tall even without heels, but I really have, just for my health, I've been Mm -hmm. trying to swap out the heels for something a little more comfy and booties have really done it for me. So I have like every style, every color, every, every brand you can think of, but these are modern vice. Um, and I really like this brand. So comfy and cute. So should we throw it over to the Okay, name. And, and Christine is my fashion icon. <laughs> I wish she could live in my closet and put clothes on my body every day. 
funny. I my thing is a fashion thing today too. It's oh. Rent the Runway. We um, love Rent the Runway. So my mm-hmm. jeans are Rent the Runway. Yes. Something on my body is Rent the Runway every day. And what I love about it is, is like I consume less mm-hmm. and I have less mm-hmm. and I really like having less. Mm-hmm. I feel less stressed and anxious when I'm not spending a lot of money on a $200 pair of jeans that I wear three times and then realize I don't love the fit. Mm-hmm. Um, or I, they're leopard and I wore them six times and I'm sick of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that has been a game changer for me. Dresses for events or TV appearances um, and then just everyday casual clothes mm-hmm. where I feel like I've got this cycle of fun new clothes all the time but I'm not consuming as much. Yeah. And I bet you our expert today is going to think that's smart. I love it. Smart. <laughs> I'm a yeah. Yeah. I totally think that's smart. Because I know my, my <laughs> financial husband likes it. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Rent Runway is great because it also gives your mind that clarity. Like you said, like having your closet not shoved, everything shoved in there. If you can like weed through and be like, oh, I wore this, wore that, send it back wait for a new shipment when I need it not always in my closet that's my favorite part I never have that buyer's remorse of like oh Mm -hmm. my goodness I spent so much money on that thing Mm -hmm. that I wore a couple of times and I don't love anymore Mm -hmm. but I spent so much money so I'm gonna make myself wear it but I don't love it and for TV segments too especially if you you wear a dress once you can't wear it again I mean I live to like have Kelly compliment my dress (laughs) (laughs) I'm not gonna wear the same thing twice (laughs) can I ask this is Heidi because I've never done it I but really Jamie was my first inspiration of Rent the Runway because I was watching her and like I'm like wow that's awesome okay that's awesome because at first my like OCD wouldn't yeah allow that um yeah. but I, I'm like a real germaphobe but do you know what the like, coolest uh, thing about it is like I might wear a $500 rental dress mm-hmm. to the park and if I had bought yes. that yes. Yes. expensive yes. dress yeah. I'm 100% not wearing it to like the yeah. park the picnic yep. being next to my kid with a hot dog like like you know what I mean yeah. so it, it allows you to wear kind of fancy fun mm-hmm. high fashion things that yeah. You to, to everyday places in a right. really fun, fun way, and they so, do clean them to your clothes. Yeah, I, I, know, I, know, I, know, I know, I know. It is unlike you. I do. I skeeve yeah. everything. Well, <laughs> I'm not renting but, underwear. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. renting. No, I get it. I get it. Yeah. But so, what is the price? Do you? Is there like a, a like range? One twenty nine a month for the unlimited plan. Mm-hmm. Okay, Shannon. Yeah. 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 Big fans of it at the financial gym um, of Rent the Runway, especially the limited plan, especially since they've um, added a much more like casual attire. It used to be just um, for events, you mm-hmm. would use it, but now um, one of my teammates wore corduroys the other day, and I was like, Those are so cute, just like Rent the Runway. And um, we're big fans, especially because shopping for women is, is tends to be a problem area. I'm using it in air quotes, but um, it gives you the feel of the new things and the shopping experience, especially with their storefronts now. So you, yes. you can actually feel There's like you're having that shopping mm-hmm. experience without the price tag. So that's big awesome. Fans of it. And you can budget for it. So yes. instead of like going, oh my goodness, I went to the mall mm-hmm. and yeah. I spent $500 that I wasn't supposed to spend. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is what I spend per month. Mm-hmm. I have budgeted to spend this mm-hmm. much per month. Yes. And it really kind of takes that. I, I know a lot of husbands are like, wow, this was a game changer. We're, and we're not fighting about bills anymore. Yes. Even for coat, like outerwear, things oh, that are heavier. Mm-hmm. Really? So you can do, yes. you know, it's just in mm-hmm. safe space too. Yes. That's all of it. That's huge. Yeah. And I love being able to try without committing. That's mm-hmm. pretty great too. Oh, yeah. Um, so Heidi, what's your fab sweat this item? My sweat this item is, this is called, I am holding up, you guys who can't see, it is a black ball. <laughs> and it fits <laughs> in my hand. 
It looks like an eight ball. It looks like an eight ball. Well, so it's it's not hard. It's soft. It's squishy. But it's by a company called Yamana, and they have a whole rolling system. I'm not like a big roller. I'm just not because I do yoga, so I don't need to roll. Like I know some people are obsessed with foam rolling, but like, changed my life. Yeah. Yeah. When Mm -hmm. you do yoga as much as I do, it's just not something you need. So anyway, but Yamana, um, this ball was recommended to me for my piriformis after um, somebody had torn my hamstring in a really bad adjustment. Um, so your piriformis is obviously connected to your hamstring and your lower butt. I mean, your lower back. And um, <laughs> it is your butt, basically. And um, the problem with the piriformis is often um, there's something called piriformis syndrome where people can't tell it from sciatica. So that'll give you oh, a kind of um, idea of how painful it is because <laughs> it runs, it's the closest thing to the sciatic nerve. So often when your piriformis is inflamed, it can actually touch the sciatic nerve mm-hmm. as well. So it's good times. Um, however, and the piriformis is very hard to treat because it is so sensitive. Yes. So if you were to roll on your piriformis with a lacrosse ball, it would spasm and get worse. Same with a tennis ball. Same with, so it's really hard to find. So it's hard to find the proper firmness and this Yamana it's actually called a calf ball (laughs) and it comes in a pair of two and you can order it on Amazon and it's you know like not like I think the pair is $20 I've had this for now 10-15 years Um, and I buy them for my clients all the time because they're the best things ever so if you um, wanted to sit on it you would just sort of cross your ankle over the opposite thigh and just roll and it's Heaven for your performance. That's amazing. That's yes. really Can amazing. I do that for the rest of the show? You sure can. <laughs> yeah. I want to try it. Because the, like you mentioned, <laughs> um, from running, everything is so tight, but I, it's painful to sit on a ball. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they always say you, you have to need a firmer. Yes. yes. You might need a firmer. Oh, but I got a trigger. Oh, you got it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've actually been perfect. like wishing Can't I had something exactly stretching. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because when I sit up from like doing a sit up, like on a bench, mm-hmm. I, I literally Ooh. hear it clicking in my yes. it's so tight in my. I could feel my back touch. release. Yes, yeah. Cool. totally. Yeah, it's amazing. I, yeah, we have to get I, those. Yeah, these are so. This is I, I. Yeah, so it'll help. It'll help you. It's like it's. I've never had somebody get this and be like. The, every single right. answer is like it changed my life. Well, the thing is, like, it's soft, so that's the difference pain, because everybody can get on in like a couple weeks of rolling with this. Like people have had pain for years. What like, is it called again? The Yamana okay. Calf Ball. It's cool. the Yamana Black Calf Ball. If you type that in Y A M U N A to Amazon Black Calf Ball, you will find these. Love oh, it. Awesome. Doing so, this week. Highly recommend. Jamie, what you got? All right, <laughs> so. Again, I have kind of like my little D, like a DIY moment that I brought to show you guys. So, um, sorry that you can't see this at home, but I'm going to show it around to the group. So uh-huh. this is just a little container. It's a little plastic container that we bought off of Amazon with a little, um, screw on top. And when I was, so I was just in Disney this last mm-hmm. weekend. Uh, I was telling you guys before we got started. I Happiest place on earth. It, <laughs> it was actually the best weekend of my entire life. No big deal. Like so cool. I actually mean that. It Aww. was pure magic. I brought my four-year-old son and it was so awesome. Aww. But we did a lot of planning ahead to make sure that we could go there with our health and nutritional goals in line and leave there with them intact. The planning ahead was so worth it, you guys. Like, and it was little things. You know, we packed our healthy snacks and our protein powders in, in you know, individual containers and, and brought that with us. But we also ordered ahead at a local grocery delivery place that just 
delivered like fresh apples and a, a case of water. That's so smart. Not complicated. Mm-hmm. But those things were in our room when we got yeah. there. So like right off the bat, because they brought us like a plate of chocolate, uh-huh. like a Mickey Mouse Mickey yeah, 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 yeah. chocolate oh, and chocolate covered strawberries. Yeah. <laughs> right. And like that was that was upon arrival, I had a choice. I could eat my fresh apples that were in the room or this chocolate because you get off the plane and you want a treat. And because the apples yeah. were there, I started off the right way. So all of that said, like Disney is not known for its fine cuisine. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like when you're in the theme parks, you're just not getting a great like meal. That's not what you're there for. You're going to get like a crummy, weird salad because that's <laughs> yes. all you can like eat for lunch. And it's probably not going to be so great. And Megan knows, she always makes fun of me. I'm known for carrying around an avocado. Like I, I always <laughs> carry around an avocado. There's one in my bag right now, but like that wasn't going to work in the heat in Disney. That's kind of yeah. gross. Oh. So I put together this little container I was thinking, how could I liven up my salads during the day? When I'm at the lunch and dinner, I'm probably just going to ask them to make me a plain salad with some grilled chicken at every single meal, Mm. which I like, but that's kind of boring. So this is a little mixture of hemp seeds, sunflower seeds, and pumpkin seeds. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything is salt-free, except I I got the pumpkin seeds with a little sea salt on them, so it's like a little bit. Really? Living on the edge. edge. (laughs) I like to have a little flavor, because I also don't do dressing salad dressing that's just my choice i'm not against it i just i don't need it um and i sprinkled this on my salad so i had healthy fats it also kept me full longer throughout the day at the theme park and i'm telling you it was one of my followers wrote me and she was like but don't you feel like you're depriving yourself with all of this health at disney world and i said I have not felt deprived for one minute. Like I can tell you like getting up and going for a run and working out and having these things that were actually delicious to eat and kept me ahead of my hunger. I brought little, those little packets of almond butter. Mm -hmm. Those are things that are like a huge treat. And they also keep you full because I planned, I actually came home and I told you guys this, and this is not meant to brag. It is just a fact because I was actually floored by it. I lost that has never happened to me on vacation (laughs) in my whole life but i think it was because of you know drinking so much water and planning ahead very impressive and also when you start to train your body that people are probably like oh that's not as good as chocolate but you get used to your body starts craving what it's made of so if you can you know switch flip that switch and Mm -hmm. start to really eat that you'll crave it But Disney also has lots of gluten-free options, and I ate my weight in gluten-free waffles shaped like Mickey Mouse when I was there. And they're magnets to match that it hangs on my adventure board because I could never have gluten-free waffles before, and they were shaped like Mickey, and it was the best day ever. Amazing! But isn't Erin McKenna's bakery there? The gluten free. It used to be baby cakes and then it's all so there. There's like endless she was free options in Disney for some yeah. reason. So they're and vegan for and me, I'm like, oh my god, it's gluten free. Yeah. <laughs> um, that means it's healthy. You can uh, do no, it. Do yeah. So take that okay. and throw, throw that on top of your yes. uh, right. gluten free waffles. There you go. All right. <laughs> all right. Great. Okay. Well, thanks, ladies. We are going to dive into our topic. All right. Listen. We're going to get to the heart of things. (laughs) Finances are terrifying. I think we can all agree on that, maybe. (laughs) Most of us have thought at one point or another, what's wrong with me? I should be farther along. Why don't I already know how to do this? Financial wellness is about more than just having more money. It's about our deep and complex relationship with supporting ourselves, not procrastinating, and basically 
like our topic of the morning, adulting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So are you ready to stop sabotaging yourself with negative self-talk and start manifesting abundance? Listen in as we are joined by money expert Shannon McClay to get real about this deeply personal topic. Yeah. Okay, so I got all the deets on Miss Shannon who was sitting next to me and I really like your nail color. Thank you. Uh, we have my to power just, blue. It's so it. good. It's not Every the color 7. of money. $7.3 million with blue nail polish. So yes. it is going to be blue until oh my gosh. got another million I, five to go. So there you go. my team knows it's blue nail polish. Till, oh my gosh. And then That's after so that it'll be like hot pink with sparkles. <laughs> okay, so Shannon Clay is the founder and CEO of The Financial Gym, a national personal financial services company that takes a fitness-inspired approach to their clients' finances. Genius! She spent 13 years at a traditional financial service companies um, where she was frustrated by how little they did to actually help their clients achieve their financial goals. Her aha moment came via her accountability partner. She realized that accountability was the key element missing in the personal financial services industry. So in 2015, Shannon launched the Financial Gym to provide professional, accessible, and affordable for personal financial services for all. Her goal is to improve the financial health of millions of Americans by putting the personal back in personal finance. Well, Shannon has been featured in national media, including the Today Show, the New York Times, uh, Fast Company, Corpse, Forbes, and soon to be good housekeeping because I'm obsessed with you. (laughs) (laughs) Business Insider, Refinery29, Well and Good, Shape and Squawk Box, and she's been featured on Know Her Worth, Pix11, Fox5, and in addition to her company, Shannon has quick offers quick digestible finance tips through her blog, Financially Blonde, and your color is Mm -hmm. looking good, Mama. And your book is Train Your Way to Financial Fitness. And your podcast is Martinis and Your Money. Love it. Isn't Love it. With it. Good so yeah. Oh, my goodness. Woo. Wow. Woo. My PR team did a great job. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, sound, I sound like an expert. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here, ladies. I, I, I was thinking, um, Heidi, when you're talking about feeling all the emotions around money, and I, I'm the person going and talking about money, I get so excited and empowered, especially for women talking about money and, um, and I, I hate to know that it's the opposite feelings are coming at me, but I, but that's the whole point of, of my purpose in life and what we're doing is to change that and change it for women and, and turn the fear and shame that we're feeling into empowerment and abundance because it's completely possible. I love that. So how do you do that? Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> you know, so we take, right, a, yeah, we take a fitness-inspired approach to finances at the Financial Gym because we were actually just talking about habits and, and doing well at Disney. And, and funnily enough, my my beginning of my personal um, fitness journey started at, at, started at, after a Disney trip. We took my That's five-year-old son, who's now 13, and I was at my all-time heaviest. And I show this picture when I speak publicly of me at Disney um, with my then husband and my son. And I was over 200. I was like 220 pounds. I was wearing Spanx in Disney in August. Like Aww. that's how miserable I was, right? <sighs> and um, and that was that was my aha of like, I need to get my, my physical life together. And around the same time I was doing that, I was also working on building the idea for the financial gym. And for me, I had, you know, people, my son was now five and people would say, well, um, it's just baby weight, you know, because I was, I knew I was heavier than I'd ever been. I didn't really feel good about myself, but I had 
a lot of excuses and um, they were like it's just baby weight and I was like but my baby can read now like there's <laughs> no excuse so um, so I decided to make a change and for me it was Weight Watchers and it was working out that was what worked for me and because I tried other things and um, and went on that journey and lost over 50 pounds and you know, continuous, it's a continuous journey too. And it was about finding a lifestyle and it was about finding the changing habits so that they became, I tell people I used to love pizza and Chinese food. Like that was, you know, craving things like talking about depriving yourself at Disney. It's like, cause you have those cravings. But when you start working on new healthy habits, mm-hmm. then um, you start craving the healthy things. And so I found myself never imagining that within six months I was craving salads instead of pizzas. And I still love pizza, but I do crave the salads. And still, I'm eight years into my physical health journey. And I, when I go off the wagon, which will happen, same thing happens with your money, I will um, feel like I crave salads. You know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll feel like that because I created a habit. It's the same thing with money. It's creating healthy habits around money. And most of us, especially women, we're avoiding our money. So we're not, just like I was avoiding the scale, I was avoiding healthy behaviors because it was just easier to say um, I don't have time or you know whatever excuses we make it's the same thing with money we're avoiding it and we're not creating healthy habits around it and um, to make us successful that even if we fall off the wagon even if we want to go on a shopping spree even if we want to go on a vacation that we can come back to a healthy money habit that's the thing it's just creating healthy habits around your finances. And it takes time. Just like getting physically healthy takes time. It's not an overnight process. You're going to decide to get financially healthy and you're not going to do it overnight. Some of our clients, it takes them six months to a year to get into that. Some of our clients just need, just like with physical health, we give them the roadmap and they do all the things, you know, and then they're like in three months, they're just hitting all the the goals. Some of our clients take a while because we're doing some work and I, I joke, I say we're like, um, the Jillian Michaels of your money. <laughs> so, you know, we're, our trainers are trying to get our clients to financially, um, healthy and we're, we're trying to figure out what exercises work for which clients. And it's the same thing again with physical health. I tell people all the time, if my, if I had a physical trainer and, he or she told me I had to do nothing but burpees. That was the only way to physical health would be burpees. Then I'd say, no way. Like, I'd rather stay unhealthy because I'm not <laughs> going to do it. It's uh, enjoyable for me. I don't feel successful when I do it. But I have a Peloton bike. I love my Peloton bike. And so if they said, well, if you could do 40 minutes a day or 20 minutes a day on your bike and that's going to do the same thing, then I'm going to do the bike and I'm going to do it and I'm going to be happy. Same thing with money. Our trainers have so – we have so many – so many exercises with our clients and it's about finding the right ones that work for people. Some people just need the roadmap. Some people need, um, you know, no spend days. Some people need, um, credit card activity. You know, there's just different goals for different people and that's what we're doing. And that's what we do is we find what's the right ones that are going to make you successful that are going to become long-term habits. Sometimes just hearing it from somebody else, like you get the instructions, like you said, and just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And yeah. that changes everything. Yeah. Well, you know, you could have done that. You're on your own, but having that trainer, having that person there with you throughout, you know, guiding your hand, forcing you to do it. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I would say it's like, we're not doing the sit-ups for you or the right. burpees. You have to do the work, but it's like, Oh, well, somebody told me how many sit-ups to do or how many mm-hmm. burpees I need to do. So now I know. And you know, and we, and same thing with our clients, you know, you will tell you all the things to do. And if you don't do all the things, you're not a failure. Um, we have people feel like that, like, Oh, I didn't save as much as I was supposed to, but you save more than you ever saved before. You're, you're in the process of getting to something great and it takes time to get there. So that's what we, that's what we work on every day. 
I really like the concept that it takes time. I um, I think a lot of us feel like embarrassed that we're not in a certain place by a certain age. And like, if I can't catch up by tomorrow, I'm like embarrassed to start. Right. Um, I just went through like a, a wait, you know, I'm like a fitness influencer for a living that had actually a complete life-changing fitness transformation after my second child was born, which is seven months ago. I did a program that was accountability-based, which I talk about a lot. And it changed my life mostly because I had never um, been consistent with something. I knew how to like rex it down for a photo shoot. Mm-hmm. I knew how to do that. I had to start <laughs> myself and yeah. pull water and all of the like bodybuilding crap that you do. I did not know how to actually have a sustainable plan mm-hmm. over, I think it took about, I think it was 10 weeks that I was physically a part of this program. And um, now I, I lost 15 pounds and I've kept it off like pretty easily. Finances, if I could apply that same mindset, it would be so great. But I'm, I'm not there yet. Like yeah. I want to be able to do everything by tomorrow. Right. I want to have an investment strategy. I want to have my bookkeeping in order, my accounting. I want to be able to pay off the IRS tomorrow. And if I can't, I don't want to start because a payment right. plan scares me. So like... Tell us how you approach that with people. Yeah. I mean, you have to, first of all, you have to go in knowing it's a journey. I think, you know, we, we talk about with our clients, we manage expectations. The way we discuss financial health, the way we, when we sit down with clients the first time, we talk about a road trip analogy. And the way we describe it is that our adult lives are like a road trip from New York to California. And New York is starting out and California's retirement. And we always say it's our job to get you to California when you want to get there, live in the house you want to live in when you get there and make all the stops along the way you want to make. And then once we come on board, we're like the ultimate backseat driver, right? So you tell us you want to have kids. The analogy we make is funny. We talk about Disney. We say kids is like Disney World. It is the (laughs) ultimate expensive off the beaten path destination to California. Kids are expensive. I mean, I, you know, I have one. I know. I would, Dad used to say children are the death of net worth. Um, they are expensive. They are Disney World, but um, they're a lovely destination, the happiest place on earth. Not every day as a parent, but um, but so that's a choice you make, and that's a destination you want to make. So maybe that'll mean you can't make it to Seattle. Maybe you're not going to make it to Chicago, but you're still going to have a great journey, and, um, and it's going to take time. You're not going to get to California overnight, and you're not going to get there without a plan. That's the thing that we see all the time is people um, are literally driving around financially without a roadmap. And then we feel lost. Like we feel like we don't know. I can't tell you how many couples come into us and they say they've had kids. They feel like we got to Ohio and we got stuck. Mm-hmm. We don't know where we're going. It's because you don't have a plan and a roadmap and, and of how to get there. And it is scary to to think about it. And it's scary to um, to feel like you can't be successful at it, but you can't be successful without a plan, like just like anything else we do. And there's a financial plan around the goals that we want to do in life. And um, so we have clients coming in for the first time and they feel like scared. They feel like they don't, you know, they're scared to start. They don't know where it's going to go. And it, it's going to go the direction you want it to go. And for some people, they're going to fast track it to the financially fit clients are in the road trip in their Priuses. You know, they're like super, you're going to go fast. They're going to do as much as they can. And some clients are going to be in a, you know, an SUV or like an RV and it's going to take them a little bit longer, but, um, but it's, it's, it's your journey too. It's, it's like, it's at your pace and it's where you want to go. And um, so for us, like the biggest motivating thing we'll do for our clients is help them figure out where are your destinations? Like, what are your financial goals? And, um, you know, if money wasn't a factor, what, what would you, what would you like to do in life? Like, how do you want to feel? Where do you want to go? And, um, and, and then start planning it out and give them the numbers and like, 
the directions, the coordinates for how to get there. And then, you know, you just break it down. Then you break down the trip and in individual So could journeys. you break down the that for us in the sense of like in my 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, what's the one key thing I should be doing decade by yeah. decade to take control of my finances? Yeah. So I hate the decade thing, Megan, just because... Um, Age and stage could, you could vary. Yeah. Because there is no timeline, really. Okay. We have our youngest clients, 18. Wow. And our oldest client 74 and I always say financial health just like physical health can happen at any age it's just a matter of life choices so you know what I always say is like I did all the things by 30 that all my friends were freaking out about that turning 30 they didn't have like I was married had a kid great job um, great house and then I turned 30 and a half and had a complete meltdown like I didn't want the job didn't want the kid didn't want the the, the husband Um, because I signed up for somebody else's life in a you know in that Mm -hmm. life stage and so that's why I don't love the life stages I think for me and, and it's it's the biggest thing for financial health in general that everyone should have no matter how old you are is just a mindfulness around money okay. is number one is like you know what where is your money going what is it doing because um, we have the number one thing we hear at the gym is I don't know where my money's going you know I'm making it I don't know where it's going and so being aware of how we're spending our money is is the first thing is just to have an overall mindfulness and then the second biggest thing is really um, setting priorities around your money so that this is what helps motivate our clients is um, one of the last questions we'll ask them um, at the in their first session is what's important to you what are your sacred cows? We call them. So what are the one or two areas that you spend your money that um, can't be touched? You, know, you need them to survive. They're your non-negotiables. So for most of our clients, it could be travel, could be health and wellness, could be fur babies, could be human babies. You know, And we always say you can't have a herd of cows. You can have one or two, right? What are your one or two areas? And make those your priorities of how you're spending your money. That's where you become mindful. Like, become mindful that you're going to invest in the things that make you survive and thrive. And then everything else, you have to be mindful that it's not something that you value and love. And then it starts changing the way you spend your money. So we ask our clients this, you know, and, and those are the lists that they'll give us of their sacred cows. But in New York, especially the top three areas where people spend their money are Uber, Seamless, Amazon, with a fourth to Dwayne Reed. Um, Top four to Reed. Right. But nobody lists those as sacred cows. Right. Got it. I mean, maybe some people say food, dining out sometimes ends up as a sacred cow. But most people don't say that. And yet that's where most of our money is going. Right. Mm -hmm. Because we're not mindful of it. It's it's so easy to mindlessly get an Uber. It's easy to mindlessly go on Amazon and spend money. It's easy to mindlessly walk in Dwayne Reed. And I get angry, especially when I walk by Dwayne Reed, because the whole front of the store is is devoted to women and having women spend money. If you look and you'll notice it, you'll become mindful, right? It's just targeting us and it's calling us to come in and spend our money. And that's less money we have to make us feel, you know, mentally healthy, financially healthy. And um, it's Now, can sacred cows be things that aren't fun? Like, okay... The electric bill. Like, that's a sacred cow because I need the lights on. No. No. <laughs> or yeah, that's like, or yeah. like education. Like, I've yeah. got to pay for college. So is that a sacred cow? Or yes, that's a sacred cow more things that are fun and pleasurable and potentially frivolous, but they matter? Yeah. So sacred cows are mostly like in your variable spending. So with the extra money you have, how are you spending your extra money? Because it could be saved. It could go to other mm-hmm. things. Okay. Um, so, yeah. I mean, so the thing is sacred cows need to motivate you, right? One of our, our taglines at the gym is, what are you working for? And we 
we always say we work really hard. All of us do, right? To to make every dollar we make, um, we work really hard for it. I don't care what you're doing, you work hard for it. Um, why are you working hard? What are you working hard for? It's probably not for Uber Seamless and Amazon. I think it's Christine's boots. <laughs> yeah, I like I, but it could I be shopping. Like I mean, I want those yeah. so bad, and I'm going to make them a sacred cow. <laughs> you can yeah. borrow. Them. I can save. We can save some money. You can yes. borrow. You can but do you a can. Swap. Yeah, and mm-hmm. we want. And that's the thing. We want our clients to spend the money on the things they value. Like one of my clients, our first, um, she was 54 years old. She started with me because she was living with her sister um, in her dead parents' home in the house. She goes, she's divorced, 54 years old. She's like miserable. And one of the first things she wants to save for is to move out of the house with the sister. So we started tracking her spending and her number one spending area was shopping. It, it was TJ Maxx, Target, and a few other stores. And she said, oh, that's because I get depressed because um, I'm living with my sister. I go and get to Starbucks and I go shopping. And I was like, okay. I, and we get it that emotional spending is real um, and impulse buys are real. So I said, okay, how do – and I wasn't going to take her shopping away because I get that that was like – that was therapy for her. I was like, how can we make it more healthy for you? Because her sacred cows were traveling and live concerts. and Rent the runway. Yeah. <laughs> she is <Okay. laughs> Well, for her, her solution was – that to uh, try on the clothes that she was going to buy because she was in a habit of not trying things on and then going home and then not returning them. So, um, and then funny, the next quarter she bought a lot of shoes and I was like, oh, cause shoes are easy to try on. Um, <laughs> now, now what she's done, she's now like two years into it. And what she tells herself is she, cause it takes time, you know, and behaviors. And when she goes to TJ Maxx, she tells herself, because she used to say oh, it was only nine dollars, ninety nine. So let me get this. Mm-hmm. She looks at the first price and she's like, "Would I pay sixty nine ninety nine for this shirt? Like, if I won't pay sixty nine ninety nine, then I'm not going to pay nine ninety nine." Like, she's created this mm-hmm. mindful like exercise for herself. But in her best quarter, she saved so much, and I was so proud of her. And she's like. But I had fun. And I was like, yes, you can have fun. But she she went to see Tom Petty right before he died. So live concerts. And she went to Nashville with her friends. So she afforded her things and she didn't waste it on the other things. You put the fun in finance. This is fun. It's like, yeah. So I have two questions for you. They're kind of related, kind of not. So the first one is like, do you think, because you talk about planning and like, you know, I think no matter what field it is, it can be, you know, having a team of people can help you Mm -hmm. because I'm not good at anything financial. It's just not my <laughs> strength, which is hilarious because my first job out of college was actually as an analyst at a hedge fund, but then I was like, bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> I like shut that part of my brain off. I don't know. Too many other things to think about Um, for me. So, and my husband's in finance, so I'm like, well, he knows about money. Like, uh, my husband's an MBA. I have my degree exactly. in theater. Why more. am I going to do the yeah. Same. Yeah. They don't Same. know that much more than you. So, well, so which is unfortunately what I figured info. out. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, Spoiler so alert. I guess my question so my question is twofold. So like, A, how important is it, do you think, to have an actual accountant mm-hmm. as opposed to one of these programs mm-hmm. like tax site or I don't even know. But like, and then if, if, um, well, I guess either way, like, is there a program that you or your company recommends mm-hmm. um, that to help people track their spending? Because yeah. I think people are not I can speak for myself that I'm not great. At yeah, it's not fun it. to track spending. That, no. It's not. That's what when I started Weight Watchers, the biggest success for me was 
point tracking. Mm. And that's why it works so well is creating mindfulness around how much I was eating. <laughs> Same thing with tracking spending. Um, and when I know I'm not eating healthy, I don't want to point track because I know it's the same mm-hmm. thing when we're spending money. We know it's not healthy, so we don't want to look at it. Um, so the first thing, Heidi, I would say is um, you have to change your internal story to stop saying you're bad with money, right? <laughs> Number one, yeah. stop it. So yeah. um, because we have, and especially women, they come to us and they're like, I'm not good at this. I'm, I'm not good at money. I'm not good. I, I hate the self-defeating language. But mm. um, the thing I'd say to anybody listening to this who feels that way, which there are a lot of men and women feeling like that, is there's no reason why you should be good at it. Right? Were, were you talking, like, you probably weren't talking about money in your home growing up. Most people weren't. Um, you didn't learn about it at school. You didn't learn about it on your job. Um, I worked on a trading floor. I didn't know uh, certain things about personal finance. Um, so there's no reason why you should be good at it. Fi- finance is, is a, just another language, right? So if you've never spoken French, why should you know French? Hmm. There's no reason why you should know it. So, I love that. <laughs> yeah. So like, don't come in and say, I don't know French, but you do need to learn French, right? Mm-hmm. Because French, you will have to speak the rest of your life. 90, I think it's something like 98% of nursing homes are women, right? So we are mm-hmm. going to have to manage our money at some point and have control over it. So, um, you know, it's it's just starting the process of learning it um, and, and finding the ways that work for you to learn it. But um, there's no reason why you should know it um, is number one. Two, as far as like a business owner or accountant, um, I always say I, I do in, I believe in investing in certain, um, uh, in certain um, partners that help you. An accountant is, if you have a business, I think that's a great investment. You can write off the accountant um, as a professional service. And um, especially if you're running a business and you have different ways that you can take um, your expenses and, and offset your revenues, um, I do believe an accountant is a good um, investment. Um not all accountants are great. Um, we're actually in the process of hiring to um, to provide as a service for our financial gym That's clients awesome. cool. um, because I haven't found a great one to like recommend to clients. So I was like, it's, you know, we're going to hire them. That's why it's so, scary. Yeah. yeah. So um, we're going to be offering that as a financial gym um, service as well. But um, as far as expense tracking, um, we do that for our clients as well. We have a site that's like mint.com. So um, our clients put all their information and we give them the report and let them know how they're spending their money. Not with judgment. That's the biggest thing is we don't, we always say we don't care how you're spending your money. It's your money. It's your road trip. You're driving the car. We just want to make sure, you know, it's going the places you want it to go. But um, if you don't work with us, I, mint.com is great for um, expense tracking. Um, sometimes literally with our clients, we just tell them just like in the notes app of your phone like mm-hmm. just start writing it down or expenses okay is another free app that you know it makes it easy for you to put things in even on your credit card bill at the end of they'll yeah. parse it out mm-hmm. like yeah sometimes i'm like oh that's how much i spent at shop yeah. right this month and mm-hmm. like well yeah so and- i started working with a new bookkeeper and she was helping me code things for my business so she said Oh, how would you code, you know, these several expenses? And she sent them to me. There were error. There was three things in there yeah. that were charged in error that I never would have known because uh, I don't look at my credit card bill at the end either. of the month. Yeah. Yeah. And it's my fault. And they were not cheap. And were they so, like, like just things that the stores double charge you for or just had that? Yeah. Because so I never like, know. I never, I always trust everyone so much. Or even like at a restaurant, know. sometimes you get the wrong bill and we don't even yeah. look at a restaurant. It was like, it was like a brand that I was doing a partnership with, uh-huh. but I had to put a, a credit card to like create my account. And then they charged, it charged me oh for the, gosh. so like, you know, whatever it was, it yeah. was a business mm-hmm. expense. It was a business situation. Uh, it was an error on their, on their end. I would have had no idea. Yeah. And it was like $300. 
Wow. I'm literally a big mistake. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, but this is the, these are the things. Yeah, like, it's true. And it's, and why do I not look at my credit card bill? It's not really because I'm lazy. I mean, sometimes maybe I just don't look at it. It's honestly because. You don't want to know. <laughs> honestly, I know how much I'm spending on Ubers. Yeah. And I don't want to look it in the face. Yeah. 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 Don't tell me. <laughs> yeah. It's avoiding the scale. Move to the yeah. burbs. Yeah. yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. It totally is avoiding the scale. That's yeah. such a great. Yeah. yeah. But, the, but it's still there. It's still happening. And I, I, to, again, do the same thing. I'm still, you know, I still balance and, and try to balance my um, physical health. And there are times I'm running a business, I get stressed out, you know, and I know I'm not being physically healthy. And I have a scale in my room and I will literally not step on it because I know, I know yeah. what I'm doing. Right. But then like, actually just this week, I was like, okay, it's time. Like, <laughs> it's time. I got to do a look-see, got to see how bad it is. And, and not for judgment or judging myself. I was like, I just need to know because then I need to start like reeling it back in. And and that's the thing with our clients with spending. It's like, you are going to have bad days. You are going to like fall off the wagon. You're going to like indulge wherever you want, but it's like, get, but it's getting back on and like getting commit, recommitting to it is the point. And expense tracking helps you get back. Yeah. I um, think our fear is always less scary than sitting in the fear of doing yeah. the thing of yeah. opening the bill of opening the yeah. card statement mm-hmm. is always so much worse than I open it and I look at it and I'm like, okay, so like, this is what it is. And here's an error I can fix. And I can get some, it's like, it's so silly. I, don't know. In the fear. I think John I, and I have the, Oh no, go ahead. Well, was, John and I have the biggest, this is Christine. We have the biggest problem because we, both went from full-time jobs where we had financial stability and now we're both freelance and work harder than we've ever worked in our lives. But eating out has been such our go-to. I mean, it always was. We don't have kids either. And that's just an easy, you know, if I'm not going to food shop, we're going to eat out. But that's like 200 bucks a pop in New York City. And that adds up. So like Jamie said, looking at that credit card bill, we're both like, crap, we have to pay this. We know what's on that bill. Mm -hmm. And do you ever have any, like, what's your advice for people who, you know, we're in our... 40s and 50s and we went from having all of that stability all yeah. of that you know financial support or security and now it's all freelance mm-hmm. we're on top of it too because you know there's not much children or anything like that but it's it's kind of like we're carelessly spending sometimes because we think oh well we have to eat you know and then we go and you get a glass of wine and you get some extra snacks yeah. or dessert and then before you know it it's like why yeah, do we do out that of control. I, so after um, after where you live your mortgage or your rent yeah. unfortunately that some people the next highest expense in their monthly budget is is student loans but if it's child not that care. yeah and no. child care um actually above child care is usually food so um unless you have three kids yeah exactly to add it we do pay rent if we have a rent stabilized but then we have um we were able to buy a home so we have a mortgage on top yeah. of that so it's like mortgage and food and I don't yeah, really know what else we spend our money on. Well, so that'll consume a lot. So the thing is you have your, your rent or mortgage. That's a fixed expense or child care is a fixed expense. Mm-hmm. Like you're not changing it unless you're staying home. Like those are like you can't really touch. But food is you can control. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's a variable that you have 100% control. And that's the largest one. I just did an episode about meal prepping. And um, the thing is like... So what we work on with our clients is like, where is the, um, where are the expenses going? Then how do we like work our way back? Um, so we're not expecting everybody, if you're like a dining out person, we're not expecting you guys to start meal prepping, like planning overnight, especially like talk about habits, right? Like if you've never had the habit of doing it, it's going to be, it's going to take some time to get there. But what we tell our clients is, 
can we lower it? So I have a couple that dining out, it's a big thing for them. And they were having like two and $300 dinners. And I was like, can we just replace some of these with like seamless and a bottle of yeah. wine at home? Right. Can we find it or like takeout? Cause there's a 15%, it's almost 50% more expensive to get via seamless than, than actually picking it up yourself. So can you pick it up oh, and bring yeah. it out? Every or, now and then I, I do no send John like to the corner because there's like two restaurants right there. I'm like, just go get it. it it's, <gasps> yeah. It'll be it'll be warmer. It'll be faster. <laughs> it'll be, just go get it. <laughs> I literally was reviewing expenses with a client. It was this Thai restaurant kept coming up and sometimes on its own, sometimes it was seamless. And I was like, you probably get the same thing yeah. all the time, right? She's like, yeah, it was literally 50% more expensive really? between, That's yeah, between the tip wild. and the, and the delivery fee getting it on seamless. And wow. she's like, yeah, it's right by me. I was like, okay. And I was like, why don't you go pick it up? She's like, but it's cold. And I was like, well, <laughs> you, so I was talking about, we work hard for our money, right? Mm-hmm. We should make it hard to spend our money. Mm-hmm. And the problem is we're making it so convenient and easy to spend mm-hmm. our money, like that we work so hard for. Like, let's make it inconvenient. Yeah. Go walk and get the food yourself. So <laughs> it's a process. Or and it's like, skip like, the second glass of wine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I never say skip the second glass of wine. Or dessert, dessert. Well, what's that? Yeah, because then you have hot. We'll go get the ice cream on the way home, and or frozen yogurt, and you know, yeah. But also the other thing with um, you and your husband is that you changed your financial life, but you didn't change your habits, and so Mm -hmm. it is a process too. Same thing happens when people have kids. They and that happened with me. I had a kid, and I never, I didn't change anything else about my finance, my spending. But now I have daycare and formula and all these and diapers, all these other expenses, and so you just have to change your habits too knowing like you've dramatically changed and not this. panic about it either because I was like we have yeah. to just eat PBJ and stay yeah. home so. nah. habits are yeah. there three habits that all your richest clients all have in common ooh such a good mm. question <laughs> um, so I want to adopt those yeah habits. exactly um, habit number one is mindfulness around money um, that is a big one just knowing being more aware, self-aware of what you're spending habits. Um, two is, is doing financial exercises. So, um, the biggest, most successful one we have for clients is a no spend day. So, um, just like you schedule workouts for yourself, you go to like schedule a workout class or schedule things, um, schedule in your week, like uh, one or two days that are going to be a no spend day, which is like, I'm going to eat at home, make food, whatever. Like we're not going to go out. We're not going to spend any money today. And what happens is like it, the more you do that, then the more flexibility you have for when you splurge and you go out. And you so would that be like, I can't swipe my subway card. I'm going to like, like, no subways are already paid for. If okay. You so have, in yeah. theory, it's like your monthly pass and all those, like whatever that, so it's really yeah. just, how do I get through morning to night without using a card? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, so like if I have a 30 packet soul cycle, does that count? No, that doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But where this actually started was it was a, actually like a real live example for me because um, I was uh, meeting my sister in the city a few years ago and I forgot my um, my my wallet at home mm-hmm. and I was like. Oh, but I had my train pass and I had my phone. And so I told her, I was like, I don't have my wallet. So I got out of Grand Central and I started walking and I, I was like, oh, I have to walk or I can't buy a subway pass. So I was like, I'll walk. Okay. That just saved $2 and 50 cents. And then I'm walking and I, I pass, um, Dunkin Donuts. I was like, oh, now it's Dunkin. Um, I was like, I'll mm-hmm. get coffee. I was like, I, don't, I can't, I don't have a wallet. I was like, oh, I just saved $6 there. Then I passed the Sephora. I was like, I need new mascara. And I was like, 
don't have my wallet. I just saved $34 there. And then it was like, I, and then by the time I got to her, I realized I saved like $50 wow. by not having my wallet on me. And you'll, again, it's a mindfulness. Like, just think about how much, how many times we pull out our phone or like, we we'll just easily think I need this. Yeah. And you don't need it. I didn't need mascara. I was like, I, I, I was a want and I didn't need to spend the money. And then, um, and then, yeah, you know, I made it fine. The only challenge I had with that day is she and I went out for a drink afewards. She's like, I'll buy you a uh-huh. glass of wine. I didn't have my ID and I got carded. And I was like, I'm her <laughs> older sister. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that, was the, that was the biggest problem I had that day. And what's the third habit? Um, the third habit would be so, um, so mindfulness, financial exercises, and then planning. So, um, plan for your spending. Like we're coming up on the holiday season. Um, if you know you, I think there's like a fact that something like 34 million Americans still have 2018 holiday debt on their credit card. So like if you, and we know we have clients who love spending in the holiday. We have clients we know who travel, right? So if you know travel is a sacred cow, fantastic. We want you to live your best life. So let's just say you're going to spend, um, $5,000 a year on travel. Take that $5,000 divided by 12 because you know you're going to do it and like it comes into like an easier bite sizable thing. And then that's like, I think, well, it's actually the number $6,000 a year. You take the, the, that divided by 12 and then it's $500 a month to save for travel. So, um, then automatically save. We, we have our clients set up a travel savings account and then have $500 go every single month to that account. And so when a trip comes up or a plan comes up, you're like, Oh, well, we have the money in the travel account. Like, you know, you have a plan for it. You know where it's coming from instead of just putting it on the credit card and then dealing with it after the fact. Shoot, it's I like, can't get very far with $5,000 with three kids, though. Well, yeah, yeah, you got So, yeah, yeah. Megan, so like 15000 so it's divided by yeah. 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 Okay. So, yeah, whatever Start the number favorite. is, you know, or like, or we have clients that it'll, it'll pop up and they'll want to go on a trip and they look at their account. If there's no money in there, then... You don't have it. Like it, mm-hmm. you, you gotta postpone the trip or, or do so something cheaper. So can I cheaper. ask another question? Because so we kind of touched on this. My husband has his MBA. He works in finance. I think of him as the authority in that space in my home. So he really does have a lot of financial control. And as we're sitting here, I'm realizing I should know where my money goes. And yes, I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. But the other thing, like, do you feel then spouses should have separate bank accounts and sep? And mm-hmm. I have yeah. friends that live by virtue of whatever job the spouse has. So like. Yeah. They live sort of different lives based on their income. Yeah. We just ha- we're just Team Murphy and we share everything mm-hmm. and I am I need to be a little bit more involved with Team where money goes and how it gets spent. Yeah. Um so yeah. are you a fan of the separate bank account thing? I'm actually a fan of combined finances. Um okay. so I got that right. Check. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, everybody's got their own path, but I've been doing this now for over um like close to 9 years and um the biggest success we see with couples is combined finances. So, um not you don't have to have everything all in one. Um you know, you can have your separate checking accounts or separate credit cards. But the thing is um what happens is when it becomes all in one, especially if you're married, first of all if you're married, um the the it's all viewed the same anyway legally. So it doesn't matter who's doing what legally you're viewed as one entity. So it doesn't matter. You should, so you may as well combine. I mean, it's one thing if you're not married, cause then legally you can, you know, you don't, your debts are not the same. Your assets aren't the same, but if you're married in most States, everything's it's, it's communal. So, um, you already looked at that way. And then what it is, is like, we, we, we actually work a lot with combining our clients finances into one. And what happens is a few things like when it becomes just one account or our account, then it, 
goes from not ha- like, oh, I, I paid the rent. You right. paid the nanny. I paid this. You like the I, you thing. It actually creates this kind of like you oh, need to Venmo me this or I need to Venmo <laughs> you that. Like it, it takes away like the, the relationship aspect. It actually is like just saying those things out loud creates like a rift instead of like, we paid the bill or like, oh, we, we cover like our account or it came out of our account. It, it changes the language, first of all. And then two, it's like everything is there. So, you know, you can see it together. It really is like, um, it, it is like no one has to blame anyone for spending. It's like you could see it. And then we have clients who say, well, I want to spend $200 on my hair. I don't want him to, or her to say anything about my hair. And so for clients like that, we'll, we'll create like safe spendings that like, you know, judgment-free areas like she's allowed to spend this much on hair you're allowed to spend this much on bourbon you know you can do that like <laughs> golf or whatever like create the safe spending areas and then you know or so like you don't have to tell the other person if you're spending anything under a hundred dollars but anything over a hundred dollars you should have a conversation with it and the thing is like for me i i like I fought this in my marriage. I was like, I make money. I made more money than him. I was like, I don't want him to tell me how to spend my money. I work hard for it. And what happens is I was, I wasn't really buying into the relationship, right? I wasn't respecting him and our family as like, I should have wanted to be held accountable to him and how I was spending my money. I should have wanted to contribute more to our family. Um, but that was, I, I wasn't like engaging in it. Like we should want to work together, um, to build our family, our future. And I was, I was one foot out the door and, you know, now I'm divorced and, and it definitely created challenges. Our couples who, fight, you know, fight getting together as much as you know, because for their own, everybody's bringing baggage to the table, emotional baggage. My first couple, they've been with me six years now. He really wanted joint finances. Um, when the, we were working together right after when they were dating, then they got engaged and we were starting to plan, merge the finances. And his parents were married 30 something years. So he wanted joint finances. He's like, this is our family. Her parents were divorced. She didn't want yeah. to merge finances. And, um, she, they ended up doing it with the funniest thing is like they got married and like did a few other things. And, and I get this email from her. She's like, we finally, finally did it. Finally wow. made the leap. She closed her, her last account that was just in her name. I mean, like they're already married, like already did it, but she was so excited they did that. And like they never fight about money because they see it. They have their rules. Like it's a very healthy thing. We see our clients actually get closer the more combine their finances. Sounds like are. it's really just about communication and transparency. Mm-hmm. Good relationship, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. money included. Oh gosh, there's so much here to unpack. So much. We go on for like money, three money, more money, days. Money. This is why you have your own podcast. This has been really awesome and I think really eye-opening. So I, I personally can't thank you enough because I think I'm going home today with like a, a new view on things. Same. I thank hope everyone you. else is too. Yeah, so we usually wrap up our show with two more things. So first up, we're just going to do this quick little lightning round of questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. They're really, really hard. So okay. get ready. Uh, yeah. Okay. Pull out your calculator. <laughs> Morning or evening workout? Morning. What is your favorite workout? Peloton. <laughs> Coffee, tea, or matcha? Coffee. Oh, good. Light and sweet like You are good. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> what you got for us okay so our next segment is called karma call (laughs) (laughs) megan just says it way better than i do so um anyway but i am the yogi and karma is a sanskrit term which means action so 
what would your call to action be for all of our listeners or viewers of one thing that they could do which would change their life? Yeah. Um, so one of the mantras I live, um, live by, it's all over my bedroom, all over the gym actually is, um, she believed she could, so she did. And the, I would just say, um, if you're a, you know, he believed, they believe, we believe, fill in whatever the pronoun, but, um, you believed you could, so you did. And, and that's in anything, but specifically around money, um, really truly believe that you can do it, that you can get your finances together. It's, it's all about you doing it because it really is an individual game. Um, but that you can do it. Um, you can ask for more money. You can make more money, especially as women. Um, you can. So you should, and you can. So she believes she could, so she did. Love that. Cha-ching! Believe you can. Yes. Love yeah. it. Well, that is the perfect, inspiring thing to leave us with. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe I can open my credit card statement. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I can open all the healthcare bills. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, thank you for joining us. Another great week on Off the Gram. Don't forget to subscribe so you can hear this podcast whenever. And follow us on Instagram at Off the Gram Podcast. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Mm-hmm.